Hello, we're beginning um, the Haftorah of Parshas Vayetze, which according to most Menhagi um, Ashkenazim is Vayivrach Yaakov, which is the last part of Hoshea. Hoshea is the first in the Treosar, the first of the twelve smaller Nevi'im, which are discussed, uh, we discussed a little bit last week. And Hoshea is from a group of four that lived at the same time, these four Nevi'im, Rashi tells us from the Gemara, based on the Gemara Psachim, at the beginning of Hoshea, this is uh, reading from Rashi, Rashi says, Hoshea, Yeshaya, Amos, and Micha. Yeshaya is well known to us, wrote a large sefer, which we have many, many Aftiris from. Hoshea, Amos, and Micha are other Nevi'im in Treasar. All those four lived at the same time. And Hoshea preceded the other three by a little bit as Rashi tells us there. Hoshea is somewhat unique in the fact that his nevuas were projected to the Asaras HaShvatim particularly. Let us discuss this a little bit, and we will hopefully get back to this Parshas Vayigash a little more. After the first base HaMikdash is built by Shloimei, some 30-something years later, Shloimei is Nifter, Rechavam, his son, takes over, and shortly thereafter there was a rebellion by a majority of Shvatim, we call them the Asaras Shvatim, the Ten Shvatim, who rebelled and formed their own kingdom, led at first by Yeruvim ben Avat. Yeruvim was what we call the first king of Yisrael, of the Asaras Shvatim, and there began a period of about 250 years, or a little less, where there were two kingdoms in Eretz Yisrael. There was Malchus Yehuda, which comprised primarily of the Shvatim Yehuda and Benyamin, which remained faithful to Rechavam and his descendants, again, descendants of David and Shloimeim. On the other hand, the Aseras Shvatim, the Ten Shvatim, were opposed to the Malchus of David and Shloimeim at this point and had their own Malachim, which began with the uh, Yeruvim ben Avad and his descendants, and eventually went to other kings. Some of the well-known kings of Malchus Yisrael were Achav, who we read about in uh, the Aftarah of Parshas Kisisa, and um, the Aseris Ashvatim kings were less righteous than their counterparts. There were exceptions to the rule, and there were exceptions on the side of Malchus Yehuda as well, but they were less righteous, and they, in fact, went to Golis. They were exiled many years before Malchus Yehuda, before the Tushvatim, who only began their Golis with the Churban Bayes Rishon uh, many years later. So the, so the uh, Saras Shvatim began, so to speak, after Malchus Yehuda, when they broke off, and they ended also before the uh, Malchus Yehuda ended because there were still kings of Yehuda after the Asaras Shvatim began their Golos. Hoshea focuses his attention on the Asaras Shvatim and tries to get the Asaras Shvatim to see what they're doing wrong and to do tshuva. Some of the famous psukim that we read in this Haftarah are the psukim of Shuva Yisrael and On, which are the focus of the Haftarah of Shabbos Shuva. They are read part of this Haftarah. Part of Parshas Vayetze are the same Sukkim. Parshas, uh, at the time of Shabbat Shuvah, we add additional Sukkim. 
after these Pesukim. The reason for that is the Ramah tells us in Simen Kuflamet Ches that we don't end a Kriya, whether it's Torah reading or, or half Torah reading, with a Dover Ra. We don't end with something negative. This half Torah, as when it ends Hesheah's Nevoah, the final part of Sefer Hesheah, it ends as follows. Tzadikim Yelchubam Upoishim Yikashlubam. The ways of Hashem are straight and those that are righteous will follow these ways and the, the wicked will stumble on these ways. So it's a little ambiguous. It's not exactly totally negative. It's saying that the Rishoyim will have a downfall. But still, for Shabbat uh, we add Pesukim to it. And there's different menhagim, whether to add Pesukim from Sefer Yoel, and this, another Navi in Treyasar, or Micha, which is an, a, a, a different Sefer in Treyasar. Many communities do both. Parshas Vayetzeh, the primary minig, uh, as I've seen in many places, is not to add at all, and it's a good question why. The Mishabura advocates, based on the Chai Adam, to add two psukim from Sefer Yoel, which are two of the psukim which many communities add for Shabbat as well. So those psukim are somewhat well known. Now, additionally, in this Haftarah, he keeps on mentioning Ephraim. Ephraim is the name that Hashaya and many other Nevi'im refer to the Asar Sashvatim. Either because their first king, Yeruvim, was from Ephraim, or because Ephraim was a major influence in the Asar Sashvatim. But either way, we find Ephraim being used positively and negatively. We find in Aftar of Rosh Hashanah, Haben Yakerli Ephraim, referring to those Shvatim as uh, beloved son. And we find in this Aftar Ephraim. Negatively, uh, that Ephraim is hichis, Ephraim has angered Hashem. Now, this Haftarah starts off somewhat in the middle of the, uh, the story. It says, Vayivrach Yaakov Aram. Yaakov, referring to our forefather Yaakov, ran away to the field of Aram. Vayavad Yisrael Isha. Yisrael, another name for Yaakov, worked for a wife of Isha Shamar, and he guarded for a wife. Hashem raised the Jewish people from Mitzrayim through a Navi, Uvinavi Nishmar, and guarded with a Navi. As uh, we see these Psukim, if you take a look and say for Isaiah, there's really a previous part to the story. A few Psukim earlier, we read about Yaakov and Esav. And let me read two Psukim there. It says, Babetan Okav es Achiv. In the womb, he held or held onto the heel. Okav again is that root of Yaakov. Uva oinoi, Sora es Elokim, vayosar el malach vayuchol, bocho vayischanenloi. This pasuk, Perak Yud Beit Pasuk Hey, which we don't read in the Saftaira, refers to the fight between the, the Esav's malach and Yaakov, which we will read about in next week's parsha of Ayishlach. And in fact, there are some in Hagim which have this part of the Navi read either to Parshas Vayetze or Parshas Vayishlach. And there are some in Hagim which read both this part and Vayivrach Yaakov as part of this week's Aftarah because it's all part of one story. Either way, the beginning of our Aftarah is 
the next is part two of that story, and it says how Yaakov ran away, and the Isha Shamar, and he got his wife in Ste'aram, he got his wife, as we know the story in this week's Parsha. How does this follow? Rashi explains that it's, it's uh, telling us the end of the story, it's telling us how the chasadim, the kindness that Hashem did, how Hashem caused Yaakov to exist and to get married and have a family and continue his legacy. And it's sort of demanding from the Esrazah Shratim, you see how great the, the works of Hashem are, and therefore he's encouraging them to do tshuva. The Malbim explains differently and says that part of what was read, previ- part of the previous Pesukim, which we don't read in this Haftar, discuss how the Aserah Sashvatim were justifying their actions and saying we're not, we're not so bad, and uh, some of the things that we're doing, which were uh, bad business practices and Avodah they were justifying them. So the Navi tells them, you're trying to justify Ramos, you're trying to justify falsehood and cheating. These things were already done at the time of Yaakov. We find that Yaakov ran away, and he had to deal with Esav, he had to deal with Lavan, he had to deal with uh, less than stellar people, and so it's not something new that you have to deal with this, and he's sort of mocking the Esar Sashratim in, in the way to get them to do tshuva, and telling them that uh, this is not going to be able to continue like this. Anyhow, we find that the Psukim are, are very harsh, criticizing the Esar Sashratim, telling them that this way won't continue. And again, this is something we find that the Nevi'im of that era, again, um, Yeshayim and Yermia after him, we find many Nevu'is criticizing or trying to encourage Klal Yisrael to do tshuva, to come back, and to uh, repent. And that's, in fact, why we read this on Shabbat Shuva, because it says, Shuva Yisrael. Return Yisrael ad Hashem aleikecha, ki chashalta b'avaynecha. Interesting to note that it may be the choice of words here, Shuva Yisrael, we use these words very commonly, it may be referring to the Aseris HaShvatim. The Aseris HaShvatim are known as Yisrael. They're known as Malchus Yisrael. The other Malucha, the kingdom of David Shloime and the two Shvatim, were known as Malchus Yehuda. So Shuva Yisrael may be especially referring, and primarily that's who the Nevuas of Heshea were aimed at, and he tells them, there's another, uh, other words here which are very famous, our words will take the place of oxen. And we know this term is used as referring to the era of Golis, when we can no longer have oxen, we can no longer have carbonus, which was a primary, primary focus. We sometimes lose this, this focus. Um, Avram Avinu asked Hashem, how will my children survive in Golis if they don't have carbonus? And Hashem says that there will exist this of reading about the Karbonis. Karbonis had a primary, primary focus. One of the five things that, that we mourn on Shabbat Shabbat Hamas is the fact that Butala Tamid, that the uh, Tamid was stopped and it was no longer able to be brought. And again, this is something that when the Gemara tells us that we can use our davening in place of Karbonis, it's not just cliche, it's not just using words and saying, yeah, why not? It takes the place. It's that Karbonis is such a focus, and the fact that we can have, we can merit to have some of that protection and some of that uh, zechus, some of that merit, 
by reading about the Karbanas or by our davening in place of the Karbanas. That's a primary focus, and may that lead us to the ultimate Gula Shlema. Have a wonderful Shabbos.